Hello there, it's Peter from Nourishing Soulfully and you're listening to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. Now I am currently on maternity leave and whilst I'm on maternity leave I have scheduled up fortnightly podcast episodes taken from the archives of my two other podcasts nourish heal your relationship with food and eat move live intuitively i hope that you find this episode really valuable even if you've listened to it before i really recommend having a listen again just because it can often bring up other stuff and we'll notice different things much like if we read a book again that we maybe hadn't noticed before as always if you could rate and review this podcast it would mean ever so much to me but what would mean even more to me is if you could share this episode if you found it valuable with others because this will help the podcast be found by many many more people remember you can also find so much content on the nourishing soulfully website and the blog at nourishingsoulfully.com and if you're fancying a little bit of self-development a little bit of self-care time and focusing on creating that self-kindness and self-compassion and getting to really know yourself, Elevate, the course in self-kindness is available as a self-paced course even whilst I'm on maternity leave. Head to nourishingselfly.com to find out more and let's delve into this week's episode. Another um, reason that maybe you're not able to completely embrace food freedom is that you're restricting in some way. So you might be like, yeah, I love the idea of allowing myself to eat whatever I want. And I'm going to do that on the weekends. Or I'm going to do that when I've been, in quotation marks, good. Um, Or, well, I'll do that, but only until 6pm. So we're still creating an element of restriction there. Because if it's past 6pm, and yes, we've given ourselves complete food freedom all day, but we're hungry or we fancy eating something, we're going to be like, oh, I I wish I could eat that. I'd really like to eat that. And in our minds, that chatter that goes on in our minds, it gets louder and louder and louder. And we can't stop thinking about it. What happens is it doesn't really help us. This kind of idea of willpower, which we are going to delve into next week in next week's um, podcast episode. But this idea of willpower doesn't really hold up because what happens is tomorrow... If we've restricted all of this evening, tomorrow when we wake up, we will, if we were hungry yesterday, we're going to eat more today to make up for that. Be that even if we can't eat past six o'clock. Likelihood is, eventually, if you keep doing that, there's going to come a day quite quickly where after 6pm you're going to be like, do you know what? Swear word of that. (laughs) Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, Because... It just, we cannot sustain that level of willpower. Um, We can't willfully resist food when we are hungry for sustained periods of time. Next up, you have rules. So it may be that you're like, no, I'm not restricting, but I do have rules. I have certain food rules, whatever those rules may be. They may be rules that you have had ever since you were little. They may be even like rules that you probably wouldn't think would play into this, such as I can have dessert if I eat all of my meal. Or I have to eat all of my meal. I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club, for example. These kind of things mean that our relationship with food isn't um, kind of as healthy as we would like it to be. 
So if we've still got rules hanging around there, that is going to then have a knock-on effect when it comes to giving ourselves complete permission and food freedom. Our next part, our next point is um, potentially you're not actually eating what you want when you want. So if you're justifying or if you're trying to talk yourself eat into eating something, so it may be that you're thinking, quite fancy something sweet right now, really like a bit of chocolate. And then your little mind chatters in, actually, do you know what you really want? An apple, because that'll be really nice. And it's, it's, a, it's a nicer option because it's crispier and it's fresher. And I think you really want the apple. The apple is a better option. And even though if you're trying to kind of distance yourself away from diet talk, so you're not going, it's the healthier option. You're not saying it's better for you. You're not saying, um, you're not talking about macros or calories. You're just trying to kind of talk yourself into it. Well, Maybe you don't want the crispier, fresher apple. Maybe right now you just want chocolate. And the likelihood is if you have the crispier, fresher apple, later on you're going to have chocolate, but you're going to have more than what you were going to have if you just had it at that time. Another point to think about in terms of barriers to food freedom is you're thinking of food as fuel only. So rather than having a think about how satisfying food can be, how it can be an experience, how it can be cause for celebration, um, you know, we, we have birthday cake at birthdays and that is wonderful food then. That's not just solely fuel, is it? We're celebrating something, we're connecting with others. We might go for a coffee and a biscuit with friends. Again, we're celebrating something, we're connecting with others, we're celebrating our friendship. We might have a wonderful meal with our family. All of these things, these kind of experience of food, rather than just food for fuel, add to the way that we feel about food. And it means that we're more likely to engage in that food freedom place that we'd like to be rather than um, feeling like we must control food. And finally, it's worth thinking about whether you are letting yourself get too hungry. So having a think about um, a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about kind of hunger and fullness and that scale of one to 10, or if you if you find numbers triggering, just thinking of hunger as um, an unpleasant hunger, a pleasant hunger, or a neutral hunger. So a pleasant hunger, I know that probably sounds a bit funny. A pleasant hunger would kind of be that peckishness, like, oh, I could eat, I'm a little bit peckish. Whereas an unpleasant hunger, is where you really start getting those physical symptoms of hunger. So your jaw might get um, clenched, you might have a headache, you might feel a bit dizzy, you might be a bit shaky, probably a bit hangry, those kinds of things. Um, so if you're, if you're letting yourself get too hungry, the likelihood is that you're, you're more likely to overeat, you're more likely to eat to a point where you're uncomfortably full, you're more likely to make choices in regards to how quick and fast you can get that food, but also how quick and fast your body can take that food and turn it into fuel. So you're gonna go for those kind of high sugar, high fat choices, just so that you can get the energy as quick as possible. And so that then again is going to have that knock-on effect with your relationship with food and potentially become a barrier to food freedom. It's currently taking on new one-to-one -one clients for intuitive eating coaching and to support people with healing their relationship with food. And also enrollment is open for upcoming intakes of Nourish, an intuitive eating group program, which is hosted online. So for more information on both of these offerings, go to nourishingsoulfully.com.
or message me on Instagram. You can find me by searching Nourishing Soulfully or pop an email over to Peter, that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com. Until next time, remember, be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. Nourish, Heal Your Relationship with Food is a podcast created and edited by me, Peter. I'd so appreciate a review and rating as this will help the podcast reach new ears and if you think others would like this ep- would find this episode valuable, please feel free to share it with friends, family and online via social media. I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.